welcome back. This is your host, Attorney Alan Edmonds. As many of you know from these podcasts and my YouTube videos, I'm an attorney that handles national security and military law cases for active duty military as well as civilian contractors around the globe. We have offices uh, coast to coast from uh, Washington, D.C. to California, uh, Texas, Florida, and North Carolina, all to serve you our valued clients with your defense on national security cases. Today, I'm going to continue a slight deviation from our march through the adjudicative guidelines for national security. We're handling all the guidelines, and uh, but I'm revisiting guideline B, which is foreign influence because it is so prevalent, and so many of you have questions about it. Uh, recently, I just did a guideline B discussion involving uh, the country of India. And uh, today I'm doing a guideline B discussion concerning an actual case that I did with an applicant from Iran. And uh, these cases are important because uh, they're so difficult. Many of you uh, in India and Pakistan and the Pacific Rim have uh, very difficult cases, and we welcome difficult cases. In fact, I am pleased to uh, acknowledge that many attorneys send us their difficult cases because we are a litigation firm. We've been in business for 45 years, and our attorneys are trained to litigate. We love the courtroom, uh, but more importantly, we love to win cases for our clients because uh, your life, your career, your job, is very important to you, but it's important to us too, and we realize that. Uh, today's case involves an actual case that uh, I represented an individual from Iran. We're going to go over it, and uh, I'm going to discuss it with you. Uh, hopefully, it will uh, educate you and broaden your fund of knowledge, your experience uh, in this very important area, and you'll realize that when it comes to a security clearance appeal, you should not be representing yourself uh, unless you're prepared to lose your job and lose your career because the stakes are so high that this is one area where you want to uh, certainly bring on the very most uh, experienced and talented attorneys you can. And uh, I invite you to my website to look at my experience, uh, to look at my qualifications. I have five uh, advanced uh, college degrees and have been an attorney and a subject matter expert in national security for many, many years. Uh, the guideline on Guideline B, Foreign Influence, uh, states that the concern of the Department of Defense or any federal agency is that foreign contacts and interests, including but not limited to business and financial and property interests, are a national con uh, security concern if they result in divided allegiance. And of course, it's a matter of interpretation. What is divided allegiance? And um, the federal government here in the United States thinks that if you have family members in another country, or you have a business in another country, or you still have friends that you uh, use social media or reach out on the internet to speak with them, that that creates a divided uh, allegiance. And uh, it's a heightened risk of foreign exploitation, inducement, manipulation, pressure, or, or coercion. 
the Department of Defense isn't giving you much credit, to be honest with you. They think that you are a weak individual and that you're susceptible to all kinds of influences. But uh, the government thinks that uh, connections to a foreign person, group, or government create a potential conflict of interest between uh, your obligation to protect classified material uh, or sensitive information or technology. And they think that you will fail miserably. So uh, they have this guideline, and it says that uh, um, the assessment of foreign contacts and interests should consider the country in which the foreign contact or interest is located. And here we have a real difficult time because we're discussing Iran, and uh, that is a country of concern. So is India, and so is Afghanistan, and of course, so is Russia. There are countries uh, that are of a heightened concern to the Department of Defense, as opposed to, say, as uh, England or Canada, uh, who are allies, but uh, surprisingly, we still represent Canadians, we still represent the British, and even the Germans who are allies yet, when they're trying to get a security clearance here in the United States, sometimes a statement of reasons is issued by the uh, Consolidated Adjudication Facility, uh, DCSA, uh, the good folks at Fort Meade. Uh, again, they uh, don't leave any stone unturned and uh, most of the decisions are gonna be made against you and in the interest of uh, national security. So don't be surprised when you get a statement of reasons. Uh, many times my clients say, I've had this clearance for 15 years. They've known I'm from India or they've known I'm from Iraq and I'm still getting a statement of reasons. Why is that? And uh, the answer is that uh, circumstances change. Uh, politics change and uh, world events change. And uh, so Department of Defense responds to those changes. And as I said, they're always going to err on the side of caution. So um, we have these uh, numerous situations of foreign influence. I talked about uh, family members. I talked about businesses. I talked about uh, casual uh, acquaintances, social that you might have in a foreign country, but I mean, it doesn't stop there. It uh, also includes uh, groups of people that you may be associated with, uh, professional societies. It deals with whether you're sharing living quarters uh, with persons that um, are from a foreign country. That creates a situation. And it also talks about financial interests. If you've invested in property or businesses in a foreign country, uh, that creates a heightened risk of concern. And uh, so we're going to talk about this today because I represent this individual and I want to tell you about this individual. Uh, he is uh, from Iran and uh, he immigrated to the United States. He's uh, married, has a wife uh, and has been married 23 years. Uh, she became a naturalized U.S. citizen. However, she frequently traveled back to Iran before uh, because of her relatives and their their poor health. Um, my client uh, was has relatives uh, in Iran. A father who he said he doesn't see very often. 
He has a sister who's a citizen and resident of Iran. Uh, she subsequently moved to Switzerland and married a uh, individual from Switzerland, but the government thought that was a basis for a security clearance revocation. So they put it in uh, the statement of reasons. My client has a father-in-law who's a citizen of Iran. And of course he has a mother-in-law. And uh, so these are some of the issues that we had to deal with, but it didn't stop there. Uh, on his SF-86, he listed eight individuals, friends of his, that are citizens and residents of Iran, and that he telephoned them uh, monthly um, and had electronic communications or contact with them. He also mentioned two individuals that are dual citizens of Iran and Canada, and they lived in Canada, but lo and behold, uh, the Department of Defense put them on the statement of reasons. And finally, we had to deal with uh, the fact that my client had an apartment in Iran. And uh, <clears throat> this was back in 2018. And the government felt that that was another contact that um, could cause problems. Uh, there were, of course, numerous mitigating factors that our office argued. And the mitigating factors are developed by evidence. And uh, very few attorneys understand the necessary evidence to establish the mitigating factors. Uh, but the Edmonds Law Firm, uh, which you can reach at 800-481-2526, has been doing these for a long, long time. Uh, I personally have litigated over 3,500 cases, and uh, we are expert at preparing your case, both the written response to SOR and the case that proceeds to a hearing if it's required. We have experience and tremendous resources that we bring to bear to help you win the case. And uh, we try and show the court that uh, the nature of the relationships with foreign people uh, located in different countries are unlikely to place you in a position of having to choose. And that is all based on evidence and all based on your testimony. Our clients are totally prepared for trial. When they go to trial and uh, they testify and they get off the witness stand, they come out of the courtroom with a smile on their face and they say, that was fantastic. You totally prepared me for the questions that were gonna be asked. Um, there's also mitigation to show uh, loyalty to the United States. And we develop that in each and every client. I don't care what country you're from. We explore examples of your loyalty and allegiance to the United States. And we develop that. And uh, there are 17 items that we want our clients to address in preparation for a hearing. Um, and we present those to the court. This is a system that has been tried and proven successful, as I said, in thousands of cases. And we're happy to share that with our clients. Some attorneys call us and they want to know, how do you win cases? Well, it's proprietary and we don't, we don't share our secrets. So we, we fight very hard for our clients and have been and will continue to do that for the years to come. 
Uh, we have offices in Washington, D.C., uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, <clears throat> Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Texas, uh, and San Antonio and Houston and uh, San Diego. So uh, we're available. Most of our cases uh, because of the covid, uh, all the attorneys will tell you that the cases are mostly handled electronically. There are some personal appearances and uh, we let our clients decide how they want to proceed. We uh, certainly explain the options to our clients and uh, we let them decide what they want to uh, uh, do relative to the forum selection. Um, at the Edmonds Law Firm, we quote flat fees. Hourly fees are a huge uh, burden on clients. They drive fees up to ten dollars to $20,000. Uh, we think that's uh, ridiculous. So at the Edmonds Law Firm, you know at the inception what your fees are for each step of the way. And our clients love the honesty in um, transparency and pricing the case. In this case, uh, this gentleman from Iran, we presented a very uh, lengthy written response and uh, it was over 35 pages long and uh, the government considered it and lo and behold, they withdrew the SOR and granted his clearance based on our written response. It's a very, very difficult goal to achieve, but it's one that's a uh, regularly achieved at the Edmonds Law Firm. Um, I hope also that you will avail yourself of the resources on our website at nationalsecurityclearances.com and uh, alanedmonds.com. We have uh, numerous, over 34 uh, videos on YouTube at Edmonds Law. And of course, we have these podcasts all for you all designed to educate you and to alert you to the dangers that uh, many people don't see or recognize in the security clearance process. You have to understand that although the initial contact by the government is friendly, it is not a friendly uh, environment and it's a uh, advocate uh, situation. There's a, uh, hostility, there's uh, disparaging comments, there's all kinds of things that can occur at the hearing stage. You do not want to go to a hearing by yourself and you never want to waive the hearing. You want to call me, Alan Edmonds, at 800-481-2526 and let us level the playing field. Uh, the government knows us, they know we're litigators, and they know we play uh, hardball when it comes to these cases and defending your job and your clearance. So uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you have questions, uh, call me again, 800-481-2526. And uh, I look forward to you returning to these podcasts that are posted every week. Thank you.